Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We tape it live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson right after or within about an hour of each of the shows ending. And then uh, we're also available, of course, wherever podcasts can be found in the audio podcast realm. Uh, We also have lots of bonus content. If you like Going In Raw, check out Friendo Club TV. You can uh, watch five bonus episodes of our content uh, every single week uh, on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson uh, by uh, hitting us with a Twitch sub at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson and then also uh, by becoming a YouTube channel member and uh, it goes to supporting Going In Raw and uh, without uh, the Friendo Club TV crew, we could not do this, Larson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, so another Raw in the books. Correct. Uh, We're heading towards Extreme Rules. It kind of feels like... The horror show. I'm sorry. The horror show. Uh, Main event of that will probably be the cinematic match because it's the cinematic match, right? Has there ever been a cinematic match that didn't main event a show? Uh, Firefly Funhouse didn't. That didn't main event? No, Drew versus Brock did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did uh, Adam Cole Dream did, didn't it? Mm-mm. No, it didn't. Mm-mm. What did? Women's title? Oh, oh, that was Charlotte. That was Charlotte EO. That was a big match. And Rhea, yeah. Um, Bailey was chanting main event during uh, the, 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 the main event of tonight's yeah. show. Yeah. Championing the idea that Asuka and Sasha Banks should main event the show. This is clearly the biggest match on the card, right? Yeah, it's got a very good chance of being the best match on the card as well. It has a damn good chance of being the best match on the card. I mean, kind of partially because, like, even if even if the rest of the card wasn't littered with potential stinkers, isn't this kind of littered with potential stinkers, Larson? Uh, like Drew and Dolph is a coin flip, whether it's toss good or bad. Up. Toss yeah, up. That's a toss up. Or sorry, good or mediocre. Yeah. Um. Although, if I could sit all day and listen to Drew chop people. At the performance center, because this echoes tonight. Tonight was a chop heavy night. That oh, that Drew Dolph one was great because he cut off Dolph mid sentence, yeah. and Dolph sold it like a champ. But Big Show 
oh, caving amazing. in the chess of Andrade and Angel and Garza. Andrade was great. Fantastic. That was really good stuff. Um, so that, I don't know if that match will be a stinker, but we got Bailey versus Nikki Cross. That'll be good. Oh, that'll be good. That'll be really good, yeah. You know, there's good matches. On the Swamp card. match is probably going to be fun. It's just not going to be like a real match. Yeah. Wait, which That's going to be fun. This The Swamp match? The, uh, the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be a real real match, per se. Yeah. It's going to be fun, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, so, man. There might there might be some good matches on there. Of the yeah, announced matches is... so far, I would I would speculate that the, the worst potential, potentially the worst one, in terms of action, is going to be Braun Bray Wyatt, because you got Drew and Dolph. It won't be bad, but it could be so so. But it could also be really good. Oscar versus Sasha, they're going to tear the house down. Yeah. Uh, Bailey versus Nikki Cross, that could be really good. Yeah. Uh, Braun versus Bray will be interesting. Potentially, um, I just worry if they focus more on action versus uh, letting Bray's creative juices flow, it's going to bog down the more interesting aspects of the story he wants to tell. Just kind of shoehorn fighting into something that could be not that Braun has a depth material to mine like John Cena does, but there's stuff there to work with. Um, so I, I mean, think the four be... matches announced, it's, it's the card shaping up pretty decently. Yeah, there's only four. okay. So there's only four matches announced. Plus, we'll get uh, probably Andrade, Angel Garza versus Street Profits. That'll be good. And maybe Big Show Lashley. Orton. Yeah, Big Show Orton Lashley versus uh, Cruz. Maybe. How about Lashley tonight? Ricochet made him look like a million bucks. That match was the way, awesome. The way that, he was throwing himself around, the way he's getting tossed around. I Man. mentioned this. I mentioned this during the during the show. What if they had built Lashley like this for like a I know. year? I know. Right? How is it they how is it they like immediately put him in the title scene, he loses, and then they continue this amazing build? It's he's man, him and MVP are on such another level right now. It's yeah. fantastic. It's it's been like the blood added so much too. Oh, I know that that image of Lashley after the match was this blood coming out of his ear or whatever Dude, it was. The that bit was incredible. Where you think Ricochet, like Rick at the very end when Ricochet has all that offense in. And then he goes to kick him, and Lashley grabs it and just throws him so hard to the ground, oh, and then amazing. just delivers this horrifying scream. Oh, yeah. with blood everywhere! Yeah, it was great, man. If they had just saved, if they had just kept him away from the damn title, then that's like mania stuff. I know Ricochet you know was saying? was selling like like all get out for Lashley. Lashley was 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 just on another level with the intensity and the, yeah. and the physicality. It was great. That was great stuff. I should, I should like Ricochet gets a lot of the credit. I think he gets a lot of the credit because he was bumping all over the place, you know, like tossing his body around all over the place. So he deserves a lot of credit, but mm -hmm. I don't want to take anything away from Lashley too because he sold the character aspect no, 100%. It was, just, it was just a great story being It was told. a team Rick effort. Like, it was a team effort, yeah. Ricochet delivers no matter what, man. He's yeah. great. But yeah, no, that, that, was, that was fantastic stuff. I don't know. So... Uh, I don't know. Look, man, I got Oscar and Sasha Banks on the thumbnail, <laughs> so yeah. I figured we'd talk about them. I mean, it's definitely like Sasha's got this in, in, insanely good lineup. Okay, let's do this then. Let's talk about this. Hmm. How do you see this going? So Sasha obviously got the pin on Oscar tonight in the main event, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. there's still a couple weeks left, so it's not like that math really factors in yeah, too it's about much. Three weeks, yeah. Um, any chance Sasha gets this title? Slim at this juncture, I would say. Uh, I, I, I suspect they're booking this match to continue to amp up tensions between Sasha and Bailey, as opposed to putting the belt on Sasha. Um, Sasha's got two title matches in quick, 
Succession. Mm-hmm. She's got the match Wednesday against EO for the NXT Women's title. Yeah. And then about two weeks, two and a half weeks later, against Asuka for the Raw title. She will probably come out uh, empty-handed in both uh, matches. Well, Anthony says Sasha will probably beat EO because it's not for the title. Oh, it's non-title with EO. Oh, okay. Well, she'll definitely not win a title that match. Um, so, yeah, she's going to come out of both those matches without any belts, I suspect. And then all, yeah, to hype up uh, tensions between herself and Bailey. You know, I guess maybe they're hoping SummerSlam, they can do Sasha and Bailey. Um, and it'll be really good. It'll be outstanding. Yeah, that'd, that'd be flipping terrible. If so, you're, I mean, yeah, it's probably Sasha's probably going to win that EO match then. I, I didn't know it was non title either. Yeah, I assumed um, it was a title match. So. Yeah, that that would that's actually gonna but that's gonna boy that might be I don't know I don't know which match is gonna be better Sasha versus Io or Sasha versus Oscar it's gotta be Sasha versus Io it's a takeover match well no 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 it's a Great American Bash match yeah, which I kind of get the feeling they they're gonna make a mini takeover yeah they're gonna make the it same like time, a little takeover based on what we saw tonight from Sasha and Oscar they're gonna pull out all the stops at Extreme Rules they're gonna right. just put together something that's off the charts man mm-hmm. um, let's talk about this real quick. Uh, why is Ric Flair there? You got well, like he's... at least two dozen uh, uh, positive COVID uh, cases. Why is Ric Flair there? I don't know, man. Well, look, why are they filming? I that's know just, that's that's the tip of the iceberg. Why are they even? Why are they even putting on TV? Well, they're, they're in the midst of an outbreak in the performance center, and then you bring in Ric Flair. Yeah, Vince is probably there too. I'm sure Vince he is. is there. Vince is there all the time. Why is Vince there? Shouldn't be. Like a million no, years be there. old. The building should be empty. No one should yeah, be there. I know. But considering all this happened, you bring Ric Flair out? Mm. They did it last week, too. Wasn't it last week when they like found out about all that? Uh, or when? What was it? Yeah, well, they yeah, found it was out last week. week. Last week, like last Monday evening, I think, yeah. is when they found out there's another positive. No, they totally shouldn't be there, but they shouldn't be filming no. in the first place. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> so but After yeah. like all those positive tests. Yeah, they shouldn't be there, period. But also, if they're going to do it, then you should like make an effort to protect uh, the people that are getting up there in years who are potentially the most vulnerable to it. Man, I don't tell you. Everybody, most people had masks on, although at varying parts of the show, like half of them did, half of them did it. Yeah, I don't know. I was so focused on that stuff. <laughs> I was just yeah, staring no, at the like there was one shot of, of one of one dude who had a mask on, but it was off his face and or his <laughs> mouth. Reeves and was doing that. Was at like, one point, Conor Reeves had his mask off. It was like just hanging there. At one point, uh, Bugenhagen didn't have it. He's the most. They should not have him on camera. He is so distracting. I love Bugenhagen though. That's why because I really like him and he's be on TV. Mm-hmm. Somebody get Bugenhagen some TV time, please. Well, the, uh, you're getting it. You're getting it. <laughs> I guess we are. So, anyways, things kicked off. This was already a mess. Samoa yeah. Joe should yeah. not be in charge of contract signings ever because we open. As they say in the film business, in media rest, oh, there's great. already it's already havoc. <laughs> so like Sasha and Bailey are already beating the crap out of Oscar. Joe is there and he just goes to the camera and says, Welcome to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> and he calls for the refs to get to the ring to break it up. Yeah. Uh, he introduces the show. Uh, Sasha and Bailey get to the ring again, go after Oscar. He's trying to calm everybody down. Out comes Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Dolph interrupts Joe when he's about to introduce Drew, 
Instead, Dolph gives his own introduction, calls him ungrateful, uh, a bunch of other stuff. Drew hits the ring. The the women get back in the ring. We got our mm-hmm. double contract signing going down. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. So I know we did our preview today, and they said and they did double contract signing. I figured it would just be two separate contracts. That's what I thought too. I didn't, I didn't know it'd be a, a joint contract signing. I thought I we were kind of, two segments because you know they got all this time to fill because they're working shorthanded. It was unique. It was unique. Yeah, and I, you know, and it was pretty entertaining to be honest with you. And it, it, it set up a pretty entertaining main event. It did. So, uh, so it yeah. did. So uh, Dolph is talking first. He takes credit for all of Drew's success. Um, and while Drew says, while Drew was shuffling around trying to find himself, he Dolph was in WWE for 15 years, carrying monsters like Drew on his back. Uh, Drew talks. Uh, oh, sorry. Dolph says Drew will beat him up at Extreme Rules, but Dolph will keep getting back up, and when he wins the 19-year redemption story is gone. He created Drew in Extreme Rules. He will destroy him, so he signs the deal. Drew signs the deal. Says uh, there was a time where Drew says there was a time where he and Dolph were close like brothers, and uh, Drew says he had to go through hell uh, to become the man the champion is today. And he says, you know, Dolph, I think you need the title because you've never been the center of the tension like you want to be because you get close to the finish line and you always drop the ball. Mm. He says, extreme rules, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to slaughter you. I'm going to slaughter you. Uh, And Drew lets uh, Dolph pick the stipulation for their match. And while uh, Dolph was like, oh, you're going to let your title reign end that way. Here's the thing. There's no third chances. There's no storybook ending. And Oz grabs a mic and just starts yelling at Dolph. Mm Mm-hmm. Cuts him off entirely, then changes her, her attention to Sasha. Bailey starts yelling at them, signs the contract. Sa- uh, Sasha grabs the mic, tells Asuka she's not the same person she was when they faced off last time in Extreme Rules. She's become two belts banks. Two belts and when banks. Her, and when her Doesn't and, really roll off the tongue, does it? Hmm. Two belts banks. I mean, I appreciate they're trying to do something other than Sasha two belts. Something along those lines. Um, that's probably about as alliterative as you can make it. Banks, belts, uh, belts. Banks belt belt. Belt, banks belt. <laughs> Commas in there. Belt, banks belt. Yeah. Uh, so she <laughs> says when her and Bailey have all the belts, they're not just taking over the locker room, they're taking over the company. And I love this. Sasha gets a stamp out. <laughs> that was unexpected. That was so unexpected. I need to get a signing stamp, man. I really so need Bailey, to get one of Bailey those. starts talking trash to Asuka. Oscar lays him out. Drew's off to the side like, well, kind of knew this was going to happen. Mm. Dolph tries to super kick him. He catches it, looks for a boot of his own. Dolph runs out of the ring. It was Big a really fun segment. Big belts, banks. You're saying belts, mm. so it's, it's two. Big belts, banks. Big belts, comma, banks. Anyways, oh, we're going to keep. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I kind of like belt, banks, belt. <laughs> All right. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, so after that, we had <clears throat> Angel Garza trying to flirt with referee Jessica Carr. 
and then uh, Vega and Andrade sort of step in. The ref steps out. Charlie steps in, and she was wondering what Angel was talking, talking a car about. Charlie, you got to keep her professional. Vega says they were just making sure the ref called it fair down the line. Yeah, down the middle. Uh, and so uh, they're asked. saying, yeah, if they beat the War Raiders next, uh, I'm sorry, the Viking Raiders, yeah. Uh, do they think they're next in line for a tag title shot? And Andrade's like, yeah, of course. Well, the big show shows up, Larson. Mm-hmm. He says, all right, I'm here to pull rank, uh, and I'm going to go on next because I got some issue with the Randy Orton, and I got to air my grievances out there. Interesting, interesting bit of kayfabe. You can pull rank. You can say, hey, my slot was supposed to be later or even non-existent. I want to say something. And I, being a 30-year vet, mm-hmm. he debuted in 90, how long ago was 1995? 25, 25 years? 25 years, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So old. Uh, <clears throat> I'm next. And then they're like, what the heck is that? Super disrespectful. Just cut in line. Yeah, dude. So, well... Big Show comes to the ring. He calls out Orton. He's like, get down here. Instead, Andrade and Garza out to the ramp. And Big Show's like, all right, I'm sorry uh, for interrupting your interview. But really, I'm not in the mood to be messed with today. Uh, Andrade says Orton calls him, Big Show, a legend. Mm-hmm. And then just laughs about it. And uh, Big Show says, well, I'll, uh, uh, I'll, I'll ram my, face into your fi- my fist into your face. And Garza says, it doesn't matter who he is. He's going to learn what the Street Profits will soon realize. And the Big Show tells them, well, if they want to fight, let's fight. Get down here. Uh, Zelina grabs the mic, says they're going to do Orton a little favor and show him what happens when he disrespect Garza and Andrade. And that's when Ric Flair shows up on the ramp. Uh, says he's got a bunch of respect for Zelina, Angel, and Andrade. But he needs to have words with his old friend. Well, Big Show. Uh, he says no one... He says no one's going to run his career like Orton. I kind of wonder if he means no one's going to ruin his career like Orton. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I caught that too, and I was just I was just sitting there like he's so old. Who knows what he's talking Shouldn't about? I get the idea. He's giving Big Show a warning. Yeah, um, essentially. Yeah, it says Orton and, will take him out whenever yeah. he feels like it. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. He says you had your time, but if you mess with Orton, he'll be more of a legend killer. And uh, and Big Show will be on the outside looking in all over again. He mentions that he has a Netflix cartoon, which I thought was pretty funny. Sitcom, um, though. It's not a cartoon. It's a, it's a sitcom. I know. Would it be cool if it was a cartoon? The Big Show event? Like if they yeah, had it, depends a Big on, Show. it all depends on the quality of the writing. That's, that's really the important part. <laughs> right. The format is, is, is irrelevant compared to the quality. Yeah, the quality of the, the writing is no good with its cartoon, sketch comedy, uh, single-camera sitcom, three-camera sitcom. The writing's not good. The show's not going to be good. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, anyways, he tells uh, no. Uh, yeah, Flair does. Says, yeah. Flair says Flair tells Garza and Andrade to have some fun at show's expense. They circle the ring. Viking Raiders make their way out, and then we get that match, which we were going to have anyways. Yeah, correct. Uh, and uh, and yeah, I was. Uh, I guess I wasn't. So was this? Was this? This wasn't actually a number one content. Was this actually a number not one? Not officially. They no. were talking about it a lot leading up to it, like how yes. oh whoever wins this, they might get That's- a shot. I think it's one of those things where it's kind of, uh, in essence, a de facto number one contendership I mean, match, if not by the, officially. Yeah, this team is so, as as illustrated by this match and the subsequent uh, goings on, 
this team is just on the verge of collapse. It's an abject disaster. And and Zelina Vega's on commentary during the entire thing, and Byron is being extra inquisitive and, and pretty assertive with his line of questioning. Joe trying to stick up for Zelina Vega, and uh, she was trying to humiliate Byron, but he got the last laugh because uh, at one point, uh, didn't Andrade like leave this match or something, or was that yeah, later Yeah, he on? did before commercial break. Yeah, he left yeah. the match because uh, Garza gets eats a forearm from Rowe, and then he stumbles back into his own corner. Andrade tags him in. He lays out Ray Rowe, kind of gets in, on Garza's face and starts yelling at Vega, I don't like this. I don't yeah. like this. And then he storms out, starts walking up the ramp. Zelina has to go up and try to convince to go back in and go to commercial, come back. Andrade is then back on the apron. Yeah. And uh, they actually work together. When they work together, they're really good together. Yeah. Because when but they, they just work don't like working. The end, they just don't like working together, though. No, because um, uh, there's a great bit. Uh, Angel rams Ray Rowe into the ring steps, and then Andrade just hits like the loudest back elbow, the mm-hmm. loudest back elbow on on Rowe. Uh, Garza's tagged in, hits a wing clipper for the win. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, and then and like Andrade just sort of leaves while Zelina yeah. is you know is leaving with uh, Garza, and he's like, "Hey, what's the deal with him? What's going on with that?" Mm-hmm. Andrade just took off. He's like, I'm tired of, tired of being humiliated by people like Drew. Ever since I, I agree, but ever since like she brought on Angel Garza, and then uh, Austin Theory, which he wasn't there tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, things think, things haven't really been great for Andrade. Mm-mm. Anyways, Mm-mm. well, I mean, they got a tag title shot now, so I guess that's fine. Yeah, that's probably not gonna go that well for him though. So backstage, the uh, Ruby Riot is trying to reach somebody on her phone. Maybe Liv Morgan. Uh, the Iconics roll up to her. They start like saying, hey, you're lonely. You don't have any friends. You suck. And then uh, Ruby's like, yeah, well, at least I didn't blow my tag title shot last week. Was it you? Was it you? Oh, that's right. It was both of you. And they're like, at least we have each other. Ruby challenges one of them to a match. And the other one can carry the one who lost to the back. So she kind of got the last laugh. And she was like, and it's going to be. And they're like, don't say, our, don't say our catchphrase. And then she said, okay. And then she said, Iconic. And they got the last laugh. Yeah, that was cool. So Ruby Riot's back to being a good guy now. Yeah, seems that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we had Andrade, Angel Garza, Zelina. They're kind of arguing backstage about what happened earlier. Ric Flair walks up to him, says, hey, great win. You guys are on fire. You're working great together. Hey, Zelina, let's go talk privately. Woo! After that, we had 24-7 uh, championship title match. Kira Tozawa versus R-Truth. Uh, and then our truth, he ended up faking a knee injury and rolled up to Zawa for the win on this one. Yeah. And then uh, a bunch of his ninja friends came in and they tried to, uh, to get our truth's title, rolling him up. He got he avoided another one runs out of the ring. Yep. Correct. After that, we had a uh, MVP and Apollo Cruz recap. And then after that, we got a Lashley MVP bit backstage. Lashley says Cruz disrespected, disrespected MVP when he, uh, when he told him no, so that's disrespecting Lashley too. And he hopes MVP isn't going to give him another offer. And MVP says, "I'm not." Uh, he says, "I like Cruz a little bit." So before they take everything from him, they're going to drop some gems on him. They leave, and as they leave, they walk by Rollins and Murphy. Uh, Seth says he has his most important message to date, and he has to deliver it now while he has the chance. He's got Ray's mask in his hand. This Lashley MVP stuff by far is like my favorite thing on Raw right now. And it's the really Apollo good. stuff, you know. It's really good. Because Apollo's really given a lot on the mic, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we had Seth Rollins. He comes out to the ring. And uh, this was just another really extended 
thing. And it's, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like with a lot of Seth programs, I don't know why it is, uh, they just kind of spin their wheels a lot. There's not exactly an efficient Seth Rollins program these days, is there? Like, it's just, it, everything takes twice as long, at least, as it should. Like, how many times have we had uh, Alistair and Humberto tagging against Dude, two of the three members of Seth's group there? So, uh, Seth delivers his promo, says uh, he told Ray last week nothing was going to stop him from coming to the ring. He believed that, and he believed that. Uh, he says, because Ray has a duty to, to uphold the problem is that Ray has been seeing things too clearly as of late, referencing the eye. He thinks his duty is to his family, but his duty is to be a sacrifice for the future of Raw. He's like, I've given you every chance to do it the easy way. You've defied me. Uh, and he asks Ray to forgive him, not for what he's done, but for what Seth is forced to do in the future. He'll be forced to take a piece of him, and little by little, he'll tear him apart until there's nothing left but a memory. So then Ray and Dom, uh, Walter, show up on the Titantron. Ray wants to ask forgiveness too, but he turns to Walter and he's like, "Hey, uh, uh, I he told he tells Dom, can you you know please forgive me for what I'm going to do to Seth? Uh, he was angry at Dom for going after Seth, and now he understands and he's proud for him. He's going to do something bad to Seth. What he's going to do? Blah blah blah. Eventually, Alistair Black and and Umberto Carrillo come running out to defend like yeah. Ray's honor. Yeah, the, Ray's the not in trouble right now. Week in a row, I know he's not in trouble. At what point, look? I kind of understand. And it's funny because Seth is even like, here, explain yourself. Why are you guys still doing this? And they each have a turn on the mic <clears throat> where they explain themselves. Uh, Carrillo says, because uh, Seth calls uh, Ray a coward. He says, he's not a coward. You're the coward. You're less of a man than Ray is. Okay, so Carrillo has been consistent with the fact that Ray is a legend and yeah. you know he's he looked was, up to him. Yeah, he's his hero. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Why in the hell is Alistair Black still coming to Ray's defense? What at some point doesn't he just say, "Hey, I've got my own career to worry about." He's finally realized that he can't sit around in his room waiting for someone to pick a fight with him. So he sees what's going on. He's like, "Aha! <laughs> this is a fight I can get in on." So now he's thinking that he doesn't understand that you have to pick a fight with somebody. You have to initiate it. He's like, hey, I'm just going to jump into somebody else's fight, and hopefully a fight will happen with me. Exactly. Which is, which is always what happens. I exactly. mean, that's consistent with his main roster character. It's, dude, so we can both agree that Bob Roode has been the worst call-up, right? In terms of where he was and where he landed. Yeah, probably. Alistair's got to be up there. I hate to say it, but he's got to be. It's weird How because many... he's in a situation where he's never really gotten a, a story that's really focused on him. I know. Like, like a few that's really focused on him. I know. But he doesn't lose. I so know. it's not like he, he's involved basically every week. He wins basically every time. He's booked strong. He's booked really strong. He puts on fun matches. But you never feel like he's the centerpiece of anything. He's not. Like, for a second, it was him and Buddy Murphy. And that was more just like, you know, hey, let's fight a bunch. Mm-hmm. But, like, Buddy Murphy never got a win. Mm-mm. And then and they just kept on fighting. And mm-hmm. who did he fight tonight? Buddy, Buddy. Murphy. And then, Buddy. of course, Seth and Umberto was in his on his team. It was a tag team match. Mm-hmm. But, jeez, man. 
Can we let Alistair Black? I mean, at least he didn't get the Shayna treatment, or all of a sudden she's just off TV. Mm-hmm. But like, or like the Ricochet treatment. But man, a year from now he's probably going to be on main event. He's he's got everything. He's got the look. I know, I know. He's, he's got really the promo. good in the ring. I he's know. Really good in the ring. His three sentences he said tonight was really good. So fear and loathing here in chat says Black should be the Monday Night Messiah. How great would it be? How awesome would it be if Alistair Black showed up at Extreme Rules, turns on Ray, helps Seth win that match? He joins Seth, but he's more of like, you know, Buddy is a disciple and Austin Theory is like a distant third. What if Alistair Black becomes like his spiritual guide or something? Or he's like a proper right-hand man. But then he ends up turning on Seth Writing Seth off the show to go he be with takes Becky. Over, yes. He yes. takes over. Wouldn't that be but, cool? That would be then, cool. Lot then of, he's lot got of, his own guys. I know. There's a lot of people here in chat and saying Ricochet was was worse than Bob Rude. But here's the thing about Bob oh, Rude. Oh no no no! From no, the second no. he got he got called up, they completely disregarded everything that worked about him in NXT from the very second. And yeah, he's been a tag champ. He's won the U.S. title, but they've never gotten anything right with Bob Rude. At least Ricochet, he was in a decent feud with AJ. He won the U.S. title. Uh, I wasn't huge on the real-life superhero gimmick, but it it, it focuses on Ricochet's strengths. Mm -hmm. Um, At at no point did they deviate so far from what made Ricochet Ricochet that he didn't make sense from a character perspective. They did that with Bob Brood on his debut. Yeah. Yeah. Sanity was, yeah, Sanity was not used well. No. But I kind of also feel that like say I don't know, I don't know about sanity. That was a weird situation where it was like they didn't they didn't really, they, they were a presence in NXT and they were a pretty heavy presence in NXT. But like you can make not the case a, they, they didn't they, really they did, do enough of them in NXT. They weren't they were they were not a presence that mattered. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like any of them ever won the NXT championship. Nikki Cross totally should have won the women's title. Yeah. She's great. So anyways, uh, at the end of this match, so how did this match finish? It was a stomp, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Creo uh, tries to roll up Seth. He kicks out. Uh, he stomps. Creo wins the match. Uh, so uh, as soon as that happens, Alistair's in the ring. He's beating down Seth. Buddy's making the save. Alistair's dumped to the outside, and they toss him to, to the timekeeper area. And then Buddy takes Curry over the ring steps. Uh, Humberto fights out, takes it to Seth. Uh, and then Buddy picks up the ring steps, clocks Humberto with it. And then Seth puts Ray's mask on Curio, starts to try to ram his face in the ring steps. Alistair comes over to make the save. He and Buddy are brawling. While that's going on, Seth stomps Curio on the ring steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we had Oscar uh, and Drew backstage, uh, and they are asked, there's an interview, uh, mm-hmm. what are they hoping to gain by facing their opponents at Extreme Rules in a mixed tag match? And uh, Drew says, you know, Dolph and I are really close. He knows me as well as I know him. Uh, I let him pick the stipulation so that he has no excuses when he loses. And then he turns to Oscar and says, and Sasha is not ready for Oscar. And then uh, she says, Dolph is not ready for Drew. I like this team Larson, but nothing beats Oscar and the Miz in the mix match tag challenge. I watched that video again tonight when Miz finds out, and I loved that stuff because like, it seemed like most of the competitors that were finding out 
when they would like videotape their reveal of who their partner yeah, was going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. It was a shoot because like yeah. you can tell with Miz, he didn't know. He was like, oh, what is this supposed to mean? He's like playing along in character, but it's obvious that he's yeah, like no trying idea. to figure yeah. out what the hell's happening. There's like a yeah. limo that pulls up. Oscar gets out. Oscar gets out with the balloons and he's like, is this are you my and he just his face lights up because mm-hmm. one thing he does realize that he's winning the mixed match challenge right oh, there yes. and they oh, did yes. end up winning that year didn't they or that, that so, season yeah. right yeah I believe so yeah they they were such a fun that was such a fun event that was so yeah, great it was. I know that was really fun the Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, so after that, we had an Undertaker tribute and the bridge version of what we got on SmackDown without yes. the Boneyard match. No Boneyard. And then we got a brief bit with uh, Lana and Ruby Riot backstage. I missed the beginning of this, uh, but uh, I know once Lana started talking, she started putting over Natalia, saying that she has more wins than any other woman in WWE history. I think she said, and uh, like she's the leader that this women's division needs. That's exactly like he probably missed all of two seconds if that's all he got from it because that's all there was. Ah. Uh, after that was uh, Peyton Royce versus Ruby Riot. So, have I not been paying attention? Is that does Peyton Royce have a new finish? Because holy crap! Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> that spinning brain buster. Oh I my was like, gosh! Where did that come from? That was <laughs> that amazing. Was, that was rad. That was so cool. I was like, amazing. Did, has she done that? Because usually they do like a tandem finisher when they have matches that finish in their favor. Yeah, I know. Which well, she used to really use a, a perfect plex for the first. Yeah, match. that's oh. right. She, yeah, that's right. Yeah. This was great. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, she hits yeah. that twisting brain buster to get the win. That was fantastic. So we had, yeah, but we had a Billy Kay distraction, and yeah. that led to the, yeah, the twisting brain buster thing. I hope she gives that a name because it was great. It was fantastic. Uh, and then they really focused on Ruby's disposition post-match. She looked like she was going to cry. Yeah. So she's a good Maybe guy she'll today. be lost, too, and her and her and Liv will, will go on a, a, a quest to find themselves. There you go. They'll be lost together, and then they'll find go. whatever. Uh, after, after that, that, we had a whale. 
Big Boy, show this interview. Show is is big show heavy, isn't it? Yeah, man. They're bringing out all the classic names to try all to all the legends. legends. The legends. So he's asked his handicap match touch the trap set up by Orton, and he's like, "Well, yeah, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out." Um, he says Ric Flair is the dirtiest player in the game for a reason. He says, "Growing up in South Carolina, uh, young Big Show looked up to Ric Flair, and then once I got in the business, I learned just how dirty Ric Flair was. He is dirtiest player in the game, and now he's mentoring Randy Orton, which makes Legend Killer more dangerous. Legend mm-hmm. Killer. Mm-hmm. He just says Garza and Andrade, they picked the bad night." Because they're getting an angry giant. I wish he would have used the term son of a bitch again because I like that term. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we got Big Show versus Andrade and Garza. And this was just this was just to like humiliate Andrade and Garza, to be honest with uh, you. Because it was just totally what it was. chop after chop after chop. These guys are trying to come at Big Show. And he's trying to run around in those shot knees of his. And I'm thinking to myself, I hope like 20 years from now when Andrade is a legend... Uh, being brought back to Raw, that he gets to throw around some young guys like this. Because, like, what the hell, man? How old is Big Show? And, like, he's just tossing these, like, guys who should be the cream of the crop right now. Yeah, no. Just toss them around. Yeah, no. Although it's always great to hear uh, huge chops in an empty arena. Look, I love chops. Don't get me just wrong. echo throughout. It's great. I can take those chops all day long. But then have them do something of, of consequence. Yeah, it should have been a thing. So uh, Big Show hits Andrade with the choke slam because at one point, uh, 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 where was it here? So there's uh, some bunch of like accidental and uh, tags in this match. At one point, uh, Garza gets sent to cor- his own corner, kind of accidentally tags. Um, sorry, Andrade accidentally tags Garza, uh, and then Garza's in. He kicks out uh, Big Show's leg. Gets a bunch of offense in, then Andrade tags himself in to finish mm. the match. And Garza's like, why'd you do that? I was on a run here. Get some offense in. They start going at it a little bit. Garza rolls out of the ring, tells Andrade, this is your moment. Take it. Well, they're, he's taking so damn long that Big Show's yeah. able to recover, and he notices that, and he's like, oh, well, this is your moment now. Andrade yeah. turns around, eats a choke slam. Wah! Big Show wins. And then he hits him with a KO punch after the bell. Ooh, yeah, that's rough. All right, this next bit was great. So we got to see Ricochet, Apollo Crews, and Cedric Alexander interact. Uh, keep these guys together. This was fantastic. I know. I know, know this was great. We know that Ricochet and Apollo Crews are good friends. Yeah, we've we seen that, that on social media. We know that. We know that. that. We, we know that. that. They have chemistry. We know that. I know that. We know that. <laughs> get Tazawa in there. Get Moose in there. We yeah, know they friends. hire Moose. Hire the yeah. TNA champion, Moose. Yeah. It's not called TNA anymore. He can bring the belt with him. I know. Exactly. That's what he does nowadays. He has he has that championship. Yeah. Bring that with him to, to WWE. So anyways, they're talking. Uh, uh, R-Truth enters the frame. Uh, and Apollo says, hey, you look shook. And then uh, Truth says uh, he's gotten away from Tozawa uh, and his ninjas. Or did he? And he starts looking suspiciously at uh, Ricochet, Apollo, and Cedric. And Cedric says, I'm not a ninja. And then... Uh, <laughs> and Tr- <laughs> I just nodded. Uh-oh. And then Truth says, well, I see my favorite superhero over here, Richard O'Shea, so everything <laughs> yeah. is going to be fine. And it seemed like a shoot because everybody else started laughing. They start cracking up. And he also called Cedric Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah. Um, and Apollo said, you know, he tried to have a, a moment with our truth says, hey, I know what it's like to be a fighting champion. And that's just kind of how it ended. 
Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that was a real laugh because that was really funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, MVP and this Apollo crew stuff, <laughs> this is so damn good. So, good. so, good. so uh, MVP and Bobby are out there. Bobby asks MVP to illuminate why he's going to teach Cruz a lesson. MVP says when he returns to Miami, they ask him, how can they be like him? He's like, well, that's funny. It's that's like funny. his old stomping grounds, his home, Miami. So he goes yeah. to his old neighborhood, and they ask, people there ask him, how can they be like him? He's like, yeah, that's funny. There's only one MVP, but I can be inspiring to you. He talks about yeah. unlocking. He's like, thank you, Bobby, for letting me unlock your unlimited potential. Uh, and says Cruz is... Uh, his, he's rejected his invitation, and he's like, when one of the longest reigning U.S. champions of all time offers to mentor you, you don't say no. And then Apollo Cruz's music hits, he interrupts, and uh, he's like, man, I didn't disrespect you. He says, just like MVP, you say you're a self-made man, I'm a self-made man, but you're only thinking about yourself, and the only person you care about helping is yourself. Uh, MVP says he admires that. Cruz says Cruz didn't want him as a manager. Uh, you're, he says you don't want me for my man for your manager. You're really not going to want me as your enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then we have a match. Yeah, then MVP picked up the win. Uh, yeah, Lashley uh, distracts. So the finish saw Apollo Cruz get on top rope. Lashley hops on the apron, distract him. That allows the opportunity for MVP to come over, knock Cruz off the top rope. MVP falls with a boot. And a perfect plex to get the win. Um, This next part was great because Apollo immediately starts beating the crap out of MVP. And that's the kind of shit that you want to see, man. You don't want to see, oh, I lost. I'm a baby face. I got to be good and just eat it and suck it up. No, man, he went right after MVP and started beating the crap out of him. He didn't even go after Lashley. He went after the old guy. That was awesome. Lashley runs in, puts full Nelson on Cruz. Rest come down. They can't break it up. Uh, Then Cedric and Ricochet hit the ring. And at first, they're just trying to break it up, and Lashley's, like, kicking them off while still has a full Nelson on. And then, like, they start, you know, like, hitting kicks and jumping off the top rope. Eventually, Lashley breaks a hold. We go to commercial comeback. We get a match, Ricochet versus Bob Lashley. Uh, Lashley just obliterated Ricochet this entire match. Sorry, 75% of it. Ricochet got some offense in. But the way Ricochet was bumping, selling for Lashley, made Lashley look great. Lashley's character work was on point. Well, he not was bleeding from his ear. And he just looked, oh, man. It was Not just that, but, like, they really let, look, I know that Lashley was, especially when they went to the outside, he was just murdering Ricochet, Mm -hmm. and poor Cedric just had to sit there and watch it. But, you know, Lashley was able to, I mean, he destroyed Ricochet, and Ricochet kept on kicking out. Like, he didn't kick out of a spear. Mm -hmm. He was able to evade. No, actually, I'm sorry. He, He did the thing where Lashley had him set up for a spear, and then Ricochet just collapsed. Yeah. Um, But he kept on fighting. And I thought it made Ricochet, by the end, it made Ricochet look really good, too. Yeah. It's just yeah. Bobby was terrifying. This was yeah, honestly man. like the coolest thing. It was so rad. We talked about great. it a little bit yeah, at the yeah. beginning. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, was, it was really, it was pretty great. Yeah, so after avoiding that or collapsing, so in avo- to avoid the spear, uh, Lashley looks for the full Nelson, Ricochet blocks, low bridges Bobby out of the ring. Looks for a splash off the apron. Lashley catches him, tries to ram him to the ring post again. He had done it earlier in the match. Ricochet escapes that, pushes Lashley into the ring post. That's probably where Lashley busted open his ear. Mm-hmm. Back of the ring, Ricochet hits a line salt, gets a two. He goes up top. Uh, MVP's up there looking to distract him. Cedric pulls him off the apron. Uh, Ricochet jumps down, hits a bunch of strikes, uh, looks to kick Lashley in the head. 
Uh, instead, Lashley grabs him, powers him up for a spine buster, mm-hmm. locks in the full Nelson. Ricochet has to tap. But like, if he didn't watch this yet, this is worth checking out just to see Ricochet getting thrown all over the place. Those beals in the ring, the beal on the floor. He basically got tossed from uh, one ring post to another. Yeah, on definitely. The floor. It definitely, was insane. Definitely match of the night. So uh, afterwards, uh, yeah, so yeah, he's got the Rick. Cedric goes to check on Ricochet. Because, uh, yeah, like you said, he's got beat to hell. And then Lashley puts him in the full Nelson, too. Oh, man. Um, it was really, really good stuff. Yeah, it was fantastic. After that, we get Dolph, Sush, and Bailey backstage. Dolph's like, yeah, I really want to get in Drew's head tonight. So I'm thinking I'll, it's like a player-coach thing. I'll <laughs> like Pete Rose. Yeah. And then uh, Sasha's like, whatever. Last time we saw you, the hacker was exposing uh, you to Mandy while we've been dominating SmackDown. Nobody told Sasha that she's not supposed to mention the hacker anymore. They're like, hey, we're not doing that anymore. They'll keep that in their back pocket until they can find a use for it, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they basically laugh him off. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, and then we had our main event, Oscar and Drew versus Dolph and Sasha with Bailey on commentary. And, yeah, this was this is a blast. This is a lot of fun. It sort of reminded me of the Mixed Match Challenge stuff, but a little mm-hmm. less goofy. But there was still some, there was still some goofy stuff. The bit where... So he talked about when Dolph was like yelling at Drew, and then Drew just chopped him, and Dolph just collapsed to the ground. Because that sucker bit, punch off the apron—that was. Oh my god, that was hilarious! Because Sasha's all in Drew's face. She's like, you know, I forget what she's saying, but she's yelling at Drew, and Dolph is just there on the apron, and then Drew just looks over, whack, sucker Pops punch. Up. He goes flying, oh, fantastic, and he's like, "What are you doing? That's my partner." Oh, that, that was, was good so stuff. Good. That was so good. Uh, like Drew was. Uh, utterly dominating Dolph for the most part. They start the oh, match yeah. together. Dolph just hits a back elbow when they're against the ropes. Famous her. Drew kicks out before the rest hand hits the mat once and just ends up tossing Dolph around some more into his own corner. Sasha tags in. Uh, after that, Asuka and Drew, they clear the ring, go to commercial, come back. Uh, Dolph's trying to put a sleeper on Drew. He escapes twice. He's looking for an Alabama slam. Dolph reverses that into a roll-up, gets two, follows a DDT. He goes there, tags in Sasha. Asuka's in. Oscar hits a bunch of moves, hits a shining wizard, gets a two hip attack, sends Sasha to the floor. Bailey's out there distracting Oscar, and that allows Sasha to hit a meteor off the apron to the floor. She has the advantage for a while. She puts like a, a oh, you call it where you pull someone's arms behind their back on Oscar. Mm-hmm. Oscar fights out of that, hits a kick, hot tag to Drew. He and Dolph is in. He just starts doing over the head tosses to, Drew, to Dolph all over the place. Goes for a future shock. Dolph escapes that. Uh, Dolph looks for another DDT. Drew escapes that. Uh, they end up in, in, in uh, Dolph and Sasha's corner. Sasha talks, tags herself in, and that's what she gets in Drew's face. Drew sucker punches Dolph off the apron. Asuka's in. She kicks Sasha in the head. Sasha kicks out of that. Uh, Drew's going after Dolph down on the floor. Uh, Dolph ends up driving Drew into the ring post. This finish was great. So Asuka's trying for the Asuka lock. Sasha escapes that, rolls her up. Sasha or Asuka kicks out. Sasha's like right into the bank statement. Uh, Asuka escapes that, right into an Asuka lock. And then uh, Sasha rolls over to, to, to pin Asuka to get uh-huh. the win. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, good Really stuff. good technical stuff down, the, down, down, the, down to the finish. It was fantastic. All right. You want to answer some questions? Sure. Why not? All right. I got a question thread up here on the Patreon. $1 a month gets you on our question threads. Uh, Project CMR, going back to our Alistair talk, 
Alistair and Ricochet should have stayed a tag team. They were a really good tag team, as unmotivated as they mo- they largely were as a partnership in NXT. They were a good tag team. They worked really well together. I mean, if the, if that would have got them more, yeah, no, I'm. They were look. They were they worked really good together. They had a really great. I think it was like a takeover, fatal the triple threat or whatever it was. But uh, and they had that one. Yeah, they had that one stretch at Mania. They were like on SmackDown, then Takeover, then Mania. They worked real. They they worked their asses off. But Aleister Black is made to be a big, big giant star, and Ricochet is made to be a big, big giant star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As singles guys, mm-hmm. and it's it's a crime that they're not even close to being that. Yeah, no. Uh, Nast plays at this stage in his career is well big show viable to be a manager or mentor type character or is his size and status as a giant something that prohibits that as you seldom see managers that are bigger than their clients um, is it a situation like uh, I know there's not a whole lot of similarities in terms of character but say someone the size of Damian Priest Damian Priest, especially now, where he seems to be all over the place, he's he's not worried about wins or losses, apparently. He's worried about living forever, or his name living on forever. Uh, he needs focus. And mm-hmm. you got the giant over here, who uh, has had his own issues in terms of staying focused on his career, going back years ago, where he's having like weight issues, got sent down to OVW, so on and so forth. Um, like Something like that, I think, would work. Uh, you don't pair up uh, big show with uh, 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 I don't know um, Johnny Gargano. No, you know. Yeah, if you pair him up with someone who's relatively tall, that could work. I think you pair him up with Raquel Gonzalez when she hits main roster. Mm. If we're talking about it, they're like, hey, let's look at who we got. Who we're gonna put Big Show with as a manager? I think that's what you do because she's like probably comparatively speaking the most dominant size wise to like the division that she's in. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know how tall she is against like Nia Jax necessarily, but yeah, I don't know either, but I think, I don't know. That'd be, that'd be a cool fit. That I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, James Fletcher. Wow. Nia Jax is built six feet tall. How tall is Raquel Gonzalez? I'll see if let's try to find that out. Actually, uh, Alex Foster. When Samoa Joe returns to wrestling, what should he do? Six feet tall as well. He should dominate. Yeah, man. Imagine a program between Drew and, and uh, Samoa Joe. It'd be fun. It'd be amazing. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Um, uh, Christopher Rappersod. Uh, I know Drew versus Dolph makes sense on paper, but are you guys tired of seeing Dolph being the bitter wrestling guy? I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I, I like the work that Dolph is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't bug me. I'm I'm not like uh, I, there was a phase with Dolph where I was like I really don't need to see him ever again. Of course, uh, the entire Bob Root feud. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, so I don't know, man. If if much. they had the entire complement of their roster back and like fans and stuff, I might go back to feeling the same way. But I don't know. I like this thing with him and Drew. I mean, we know yeah. how it's going to end. It's but just it's it's a one pay per view feud. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. 
I'm fine no. with it. Uh, Fear and Loathing. For the first time on WTV, go backstage at main event to Monday Night Raw when you don't have a match over and over and over. Ricochet for 20... I says Ricochet 24-7. Oh, they're doing a Ricochet 365, I think. To go back and look at his incredible year, Larson. I can't think of a less incredible year yeah. for him. Like, literally every year prior to this last year has been had been pretty good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chi-Town SD... What was the highlight of Ricochet's incredible year? Mm. He was U.S. champion at some point during that year, so that was probably pretty okay, cool. Okay, I'm going to look at his Wikipedia entry real quick. There and you we'll go. Just go back. Uh, White Brownie 92 says, Great American Bash have limited commercial breaks. That's cool. Omega yeah, man, Advent. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, did we hear that the Good Brothers assigned with Impact will be allowed to also wrestle in New Japan? Omega Advent did not watch our news brief today. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Okay, so let's say they go from what are we in June? Let's say they go. Th- let's let's say they stop filming in this past March. Okay, and then they took three months to post produce it. So okay. from March of 2019. Okay, so okay, so they're gonna cover his first year on main roster. Yeah, that was Mania when he and Alistair were the tag were in the tag team title match, right? So uh, he made his main roster debut February 18th, 2019. Uh, that's when he teamed with Finn to fight Bob Lashley and Leo Rush. Uh, meanwhile, he was also continuing his team up with uh, Alistair Black. I mean, his first six months were fine. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. When was the Brock match? Was Fed? That was one of the Saudi Fe- shows, wasn't it? Yeah, it was February. So on February 3rd, he oh, beat year, yeah. Lashley and Seth Rollins in a triple threat match to earn a WWE championship opportunity against Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. So on February 27th, he was defeated in under two minutes. That'll, that'll, that'll be the, uh, the, the, the end of the, the 365, probably. God, it's been since February that they've done nothing with him. Nothing. Why would they have not have rolled with like just an amazing tag team? Man. Don't and know. there's that weird Brandon Vink, Shane, Shane Thorne thing. thing. I know. Jeez. Uh, Ryan Luckman. Hey guys, I'm back. Back to Bob Roode for a second. Do you think there's anything WB can do to salvage him? Oh, Bob Roode. I mean, yeah, they could. They could do something because I think he's, he's got talent. To. Oh, he's got all the talent, but they're not going to. He's also kind of old. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do anything with him. Uh, Fear and Loathing seems like Dijak is having way more Arby's nights lately. Yeah, he's not doing much of anything these days, is he? Nope. No, him and Chelsea Green are supposed to go to both supposed to go to Raw or supposed to go to uh, main roster. Mm-hmm. And then Paul Heyman got dismissed, mm-hmm. and they were left with nothing. Uh, Jonathan says, "I want to see Raquel Gonzalez as Sonya Deville's muscle." Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. They look the same. They look. They look. They have very similar facial features. They look like she just looks like a giant version of Sony Deville. Mm. Uh, Omega Advent. I did not watch because work has us doing twelve-hour shifts. Ouch. That sucks. Is it like four ten, like or four twelves? Because if you if you just do like work four hour four days a week, that'd be cool. Yeah. If you still have to work five days a week and you're, I mean, you're making probably pretty good money though. Yeah. It still sucks. 
Uh, let's see here. JP, if WWE pay-per-views were off the network, do you think creative would work to save contact between wrestlers or create more interesting storylines to ensure that we put our money down for that pay-per-view? Oh, so what, like, would creative general generally work harder if pay-per-views were off the network? Oh, would there, I mean, their, their philosophy, their booking philosophy might change a little bit. I could see Maybe. that. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. you've got the guys that are like, so Vince, Bruce Pritchard and up until recently, Paul Heyman, they were all around when obviously when pay-per-views were not on the WWE network. So it mm-hmm. would not surprise me if there was a change in booking philosophy. I don't know, but uh, I, I think that there's a possibility. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Uh, Ryan Luckman, uh, I believe, speaking of Bob Rue, just let him go back to TNA and enjoy life. I think that's he's, what he wants to do, man. He seems pretty happy. And oh, Bob Rude. Oh, I thought he meant yeah. Bob Lashley. Mm-mm. I don't know. He's probably having a good time hanging out with his family. I doubt. Right I honestly is, yeah. doubt at his age. Like, I don't know, man. I feel like if you just keep, if he just stays in great shape, because he's always in great shape. He seems like the kind of guy who's always ready. Um, I don't know if at this part, chances are, he's like probably like. I could see him in a couple of years being a producer backstage. Mm-hmm. Totally, you know, like it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if hey, he's at a point in his life, he's got a bunch of kids, he got a wife. Like, don't you just want to have like regular work? Yeah. Omega Advent says it's five days, five twelve-hour days. And sometimes mandatory Saturdays. What do you do? What does he work? Yeah. What does he do? Uh, Gareth Nicholas, the Iconics interview on New Day Pod, New Day's podcast, completely changed my mind. I love them now. Could they be treated as serious title contenders? I thought they were going to do that this last time. Me when too. They came back and had a more aggressive uh, edge too. to them, and then and then they didn't win. Uh, that's a good question. White Brian 92. Steve, you're in charge of Raw and Larson of SmackDown. That sounds like a draft all over again. Nice. Yeah, four months to build a star, both uh, in the men's division and women's division. Who are your top stars? Aleister Black, Ricochet, Bob Lashley. Well, just one man, one woman. Oh, Aleister Black. And? To build a star? Yeah. Ruby. Okay. Definitely. Okay. I think she's been one of the most underutilized people. Uh, on SmackDown, uh, I know Big E is an established tag team star, but main event. Right to the main event. That's a good move. And then Bring Sonya back Deville. the five count. There you go. This match is being Big, held under five count rules. Uh, Big E and Sonya Deville. Oh, yeah. Sonya's great. Omega says he works at a distribution center. Warehouse is trying to catch up after several people went into quarantine. That sucks, man. That wow. sucks. That does suck. Well, hopefully you don't go crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Adrian Drewville. C. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is it possible Walter's Dominic's career is failed before it really begins? Being involved in an angle as a kid, the current angle now seems like just a recipe for failure. Should he have just followed the same traditional pass as other second-generation wrestlers? Nah, man. I think it's great for him. I, th- I think he'll be fine. I do think that he needs to grow his hair long, Larson. I've noticed yeah. that about him. I think he's got a face that could that, that would work good with like long hair. I could see that. You I know? could see that. I could see that. Um, he's a big dude. He still mm-hmm. had like he... 
I, I was actually surprised, and we both noted this uh, when he like uh, attacked Seth a couple weeks ago. He seemed a lot smoother than I figured he would be. He's very light on his feet. Like because he moves really well. Like obviously, especially compared to Ray, he's very tall, and he yeah. looks like he should be kind of awkward. Um, yeah, he's not though. And he wears like really baggy shirts, so it looks like he could be out of shape, but I don't think he is. So I kind of feel like if his presentation was a little bit on the different side, you might take him a bit more seriously. I know I probably yeah. would. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing like what he's going to do in like years. Five years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Night by Night said he trained with Lance Storm. Oh, wow. That's heard good. nothing but great things about Lance Same, Storm. Yeah. Well, I've heard nothing but great things about Dominic. Mm. Like, I don't know. Just, you know, performance center stuff. So that's cool. Uh, Dang MQ asks, what do you guys think Renee Young's announcement's going to be? So she's she's promising an announcement for Wednesday. I don't know. She's smart. If she was smart, she'd leave that freaking place. <laughs> Go to Unfortunately, contracts probably. Uh, well, no, that's why I was wondering. I wonder if her big announcement is, hey, guess what? My contract's up. And then she films like a like a parody video of her busting out of jail, like Mox did. <laughs> uh, Omega says went crazy after the first month working there. Pay is really good though. Yeah, man, you got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Put that money to good use. Make sure you're getting your rest. Yeah, MC Seminole Runner. Do you think Humberto using the six one nine was a one off, or do you think he has been given it from Ray? No, it's probably just a one off thing. Not to say he won't ever do it again, but uh, uh, I would not be surprised if it was just a one-off deal. Now, if Ray was retired and Dominic didn't want to use that move, then maybe. Somebody else does a 619. Uh, Io Shirai does. Thank you, yes. Uh, Let's see here. One more. Aha! This is a good question. Gregory Faya. Since he didn't like MVP back when he was hot, and now you love him, could the same thing happen with Mr. Anderson if he ever came to WWE or went to AEW? Yes, it totally yeah. could. I saw him in NWA when he was teaming with mm-hmm. Eli Drake, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed like he was having a really good time. And I do think that for some for some people, like just time and experience, like it just... Oh, yeah. They get more clever. They just sound more. I think wizened. you get more confident. You get more comfortable. You get more. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know that I. I don't know. I like if it was the same type of role that MVP has right now. I could. I could get into that for sure. Yeah, if he was. If he was delivering in the performances that MVP was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you for know, sure. Because he's just been. He's just been hitting out of the park every week. He's so good. He's mm-hmm. so good. Anyways, uh, that's it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. 
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.